0: Um, it is obvious that today we celebrate Christmas. And we know it's Christmas because of all the lights. There are lights on our homes, lights on our business fronts, lights on street poles. Yes, they still do that if you go to a small towns. Lights on office doors, lights on our trees. Some people even have them plugged into their vehicle so their lights shine on their vehicle on reefs that are attached to the front. Now some of them are on timers, some of them are tuned to music. Maybe some of you have, I don't know if that house still exists on the south side where you can go and watch it dance to the music. Some have remote controls so you can change the color and the flashing orientation or their sequence. And we love these Christmas lights. We put them up on our trees, we put them up everywhere we can. We go to the park, Oak Park. How many people have went to Oak Park to look at the lights? How many people have driven around Minot to look at all the lights? Look at our neighbor here to the north. Every year he decorates his house like Griswold, and he enjoys it, and we enjoy looking at it. There's something about Christmas lights that gives us great peace, doesn't it? I could sit in my living room with nothing but classical Christmas music, playing in the background with just the lights on my tree. I especially like the white light. It may be because they're clear and uncompromising and illuminating the room in a way that brings me peace. We all love lights, not just because they're pretty, but because they also illuminate the darkness. Just a few weeks ago, we had our grandsons over and they spent the night with us, which is always a treat for them. And as we put them to bed, Paul, the seven-year-old, said, don't forget to leave a light on, Papa. Papa. And we left the light on just for them. And as I thought about that, I too, when I was young, always had to have a light on in the hallway in case I wake up and all I would see was darkness. That would scare me. In fact, today, I still like to have the light over by our door by the garage, which is way down the hall on, so that in case I'm awakened at night, I have some kind of reference as to where I'm at and what I'm doing I remember one time I was on an exercise in Montana out in the woods with the army, and they were teaching us how to fight, maneuver, and communicate. And I was put on a listening post at night, several yards away from the camp. And my job was to listen for any kind of threats that would come to our camp. I couldn't see anything, nothing. And all of a sudden, I hear the rustling of leaves and sounds like footsteps, Soon I couldn't take it anymore, and I compromised my position by turning on my red, right-angled flashlight, which we were all issued in there. Standing in my face was a doe deer. It was a terrorist threat. I didn't extinguish it. She ran off, and I was pretty much alert the rest of the evening. Uh, but we don't like darkness because things are hidden in darkness. And there's something about a light that brings us peace, brings us surety, brings us security, brings us comfort and truth in the midst of darkness. This is not only true physically, but it's also true spiritually. Within the creation narrative, we see on the first day of creation, God created light. God made this light in order to separate it from the void of darkness. Additionally, God fashioned lights in the expanse of heavens, For signs and seasons, to establish days and years, and also to rule the night, so that even in the darkness of night, His light could be seen by all. But soon after, sin entered into the world, and darkness fell upon God's creation, darkening the hearts of men, separating them from the light, and placing them in the darkness, No longer did they seek the light or whom provided it. No longer did they desire to have the light so that it would illuminate their life. No longer did they desire to follow the light that would lead them in the ways of God. And so in preferring the darkness over light, they followed the prince of darkness, even being blinded by the fact that that's whom they actually follow. And this darkness within the world is more than the absence of light. It fights. It's a force against light. For many who live in darkness desire their darkness rather than light, because their works are evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed." And since the time of sin, of man's creation, has lived in darkness, even while in the presence of His overshadowing light, living in the deception and in the curse of darkness. And so God, in His grace, just as He did in the first day of His creation, once again sent His light into the world. In in the Gospel of Matthew, we are treated to the story of this light. As the story begins with three wise men who came from the east who followed a great star that illuminated the way. A light that shone in the heavens. A light that revealed that the true light had been born in Bethlehem. It was a star that guided their way and illuminated their path until they came before the Christ child and the light of the world. For in the same manner, in the light called day, separated the void of darkness on earth. Here in the humbleness of a stable, God brought forth light for the world in order to separate the darkness and void in man's heart. As the prophet Isaiah proclaimed, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And from that moment, the light of Christ has shone upon the darkness of man. But because of the darkness of their heart, they resisted it. They resisted his illumination, his teaching, his conviction, his revelation, his truth, his life. And so they stood against the light. And they plotted against the light in order to quench it. And the light of man in the form of torches guided them in the darkness of a garden to seize the light. And this light that was still growing brighter and brighter, even though the hearts of men grew dimmer and dimmer, he was led away. By the light of man to a cross called Calvary, where man came to extinguish the light of God. And as the light shone upon the cross for all to see, it failed to penetrate the darkness of their souls. And when Christ uttered his last words, darkness descended upon the earth and for three days there was no light for it was buried in a tomb but you know man cannot extinguish the light of God for the light of the world is not found in man but found only in God it is not natural it is divine and so on Easter morning the light returned brighter than it had ever been And for those who witnessed it, they shielded their eyes from the glory of it.